Okay, well, morning all. Happy New Year to everybody. Can you all hear me okay? I just want to re-emphasise that I put some Play-Doh over there for the children. If they want to go and play with it, please do. I actually made that at 5.30 this morning, so it would be really cool if you really cool if you play with it. Okay, so um, when Greg actually asked me to talk today on... Well, he asked me a couple of weeks ago now to talk on January the 5th, I said yes. Um, but I hadn't really thought it through. I hadn't taken into account the sort of Christmas limbo. You know, the Christmas New Year limbo and the fact that I would be in a chaotic state. That time between Christmas and New Year, I mean, you don't know what day it is, you don't know what time it is, and you don't really know who you are. <laughs> I'm driving around in my car at the moment, which is a bit like a skip. I've got things rolling round on the footwell. There's presents I haven't yet delivered, cards that I wrote and never actually gave, so sorry, folks, and all sorts of things, rolls of wrapping paper. Um, I had a great Christmas. I was really blessed that the Lord provided a cottage um, a guy I worked for was away, and he said I could use this lovely cottage in the country. So I had my family there, and it was really great. But getting it all ready, and then taking it all down again, and had my birthday last week in the middle of it all. So what I'm getting around to saying is, forgive me for being perhaps a little unprepared. <laughs> so on, I think, Wednesday evening, I still didn't actually know what I was going to talk about. And so I was kind of praying about it. And I looked at our group chat that we have on the CCT. I get really confused about this. Is it CCT or is it CITV or CCTV? Sometimes I even say TCP. We're not charismatic, we're antiseptic. (laughs) No, it's CCT. Right, so we have a CCT ladies WhatsApp group chat. And um, I was actually looking at it. So I know it's very rude to use your mobile while at church, but it's for a good reason. Okay. And, uh, you know, we've got some really wonderful women among our midst. And I just wanted to start, because this is how I've sort of based my talk around these things. So, first of all, I saw Caroline Oates had written, Happy New Year, everyone. Much love to you all, and may God have exciting things in store for each one of us as we look to him every day. Then Pat Dixon, Happy New Year. Time to let go of things that no longer matter. Leave regrets behind us and look forward. The former things have passed away. Behold, I make all things new. Lord, give us the courage to embrace what lies ahead. And lastly, Liz Sawyer. The New Year stands before us like a book waiting to be written, praying that your book will be full of special times and God's blessings. I thought that was really wonderful. We've got some really awesome women, and I'm sure men, Oh, I know men as well, but I'm just sort of, that was a woman's site that we have our own little chat time. So ladies, I hope you didn't mind me kind of giving away what we talk about, but I just thought it was really worth it. So I decided to kind of base my talk on new beginnings, which has already been talked about quite a lot today. At the start of a new year, that is a time when we stop and think about, what am I going to do this year? We often feel, yes, I'm going to do it. This is going to be the year. So can I just ask, has anyone got any New Year's resolutions? And if so, is anyone brave enough to share? Anybody? Ah, thank you, Anne. Okay, thanks for that. Um, I was listening on the radio, and it said, um, statistically, the most popular things, three things people are wanting to do, or their New Year's resolutions, is um, getting fit, 
going greener. I don't think that means they're going to be sick a lot. I think it means they're going to be more environmentally friendly. And, um, yeah, eating better and going vegan. So that's a few things. Um, so mine, I think my first one should be learn how to say CCT. CCT, yeah. And um, <laughs> I think the second one is to learn how to use church suite. Get some brownie points there. <laughs> and... Um, and again, to get fit and to eat better. And then I tag on the end of that and spend more time with God. And that's something that I think at the start of every year, I'm going to spend more time with God. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, um, you know, mostly I do. It's a little bit like this. And I'm sure all the same. And I have to say, near Christmas, it kind of went a bit like this. Um, my daughter actually bought me a Fitbit. Anybody else got a Fitbit? Yeah. So I really love this Fitbit. And I actually caught myself jogging whilst I was brushing my teeth the other morning. (laughs) I was trying to work out if you're doing this, it counts it as running or it counts it just as steps. And I think maybe I'm getting a bit obsessed. And as I was praying about what I was going to talk about, I just sort of felt, what if this was not a Fitbit, but a God bit or a God fit? What if this little thing told me how much time I'd spent with God? And it really opened up a whole... Um, process of thoughts and reflections for me. So I'd really like to share them with you. So the first thing that I, well, the thing that I count the most is steps. So you have these little footprints and it tells you how many steps you've done. So I've counted, well, I think I've done nearly 10,000 a day. That's what I'm trying to do. But I thought, what if this was my God fit or God fit and was telling me how many steps have I walked with God today, this week, this month? How many steps do you think you would be able to say you'd walk with God? And I mean really walked with God, sharing with him, being close with him. When I say walking, I don't mean you have to physically walk on the God bit, but talking to God and spending time with him. How much time have we really, really sought him? That word sought, I'm just going to share with you. Some of these are sort of scriptures you've probably heard lots of times. But this has really given me a different spin on some of these. So I'm going to start with Matthew 6, 33. Now this is when Jesus was on the Sermon on the Mount and he was telling the people good tips for living. But first, I'm reading for the Amplified. So it's a little, has a few words in brackets, so I hope you'll bear with me. But first, and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. Now that word seek, I've got a commentary here by Joyce Meyer and she writes, The word seek is a very strong word. It means to pursue, to crave and to go after with all your might. When we seek something, we think about it often, we talk about it and we're willing to pay a price to have it. So that made me think again, how often am I really seeking God? Am I willing to give up half an hour a day? Or, I don't know, that time I'd normally spend watching, I don't know, I better not say what I watch, a certain programme or other. I like um, Columbo. Am I willing to give up that time to speak with God, to walk with God, to really seek after him? So now every time I look at these steps, that kind of makes me think of that. Okay, and then we go on to heart. So it's got a little heart thing here. I was in a bit of a panic because I thought mine was too high, but then my daughter told me 
But no, it shows you your resting heartbeat, which is all right, apparently, for somebody my age, and your kind of heart rate at the moment. Mine's probably a bit high at the moment because I'm a little bit nervous. But now on my God fit, I'm going to call it, I like that, what would that tell me? I think it would be asking me, have you given your whole heart to God today? Have you let him search your heart? Have you said, God, will you look at my heart? Is there anything in my heart, in my attitude that I need to change, that I need to work on? If there is God, will you show me? Show me the way and leave it with him. So I have to read a very well-known psalm. I probably don't need to turn to it. 139.23. Search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there's any wicked or hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. I just absolutely love that scripture. And so at the start of the new year, I'm going to try and every morning in my prayers, give God my heart, ask him to search it, and ask him to help me with my anxious thoughts. I've talked before, and lots of you know that I do, worry with, I do suffer with worrying, and it's really hard to give it up. You've got to give it to God and trust that he's going to take it. And also give yourself time to listen is there anything God is trying to tell me? And just tune in before you go rushing off. I often find the car as well. I, I go from customers' houses. I think that's a really good time. Instead of listening to heart or whatever, just either have silence or I put on some worship music. And it's really surprising and refreshing how many things God sort of drops into your heart. So that's something else I'm going to try. I guess a lot of you are sitting there thinking, well, I do all that already. So if you do, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay, and the next little thing that my Fitbit loves to tell me is how many calories I'm burning. She says, hold it in her stomach, that's slightly expanded after the Christmas feast. Um, So what would that tell me on my God bit? I think it would probably be, what am I feeding my body on? What am I feeding my mind on so that I can burn off? And it's kind of what makes you do what you do, you know, the energy that you produce. So here I have to go to 1 Peter 2 two to three. I hope Greg's not going to tell me I've taken these all out of... (laughs) I won't go there. Okay. (laughs) Like newborn babies, you should long for pure milk of the word so that by it you may be nurtured and grow in respect to salvation, its ultimate fulfilment. If, in fact, you have already tasted the goodness and gracious kindness of the Lord... So, I have a life point here that was um, written by Joyce Mayer. I should just explain that 1 Peter is a letter full of encouragement to those of us who believe. It's kind of practical advice for everyday living. And so this is such a good tip to spend time on God's word. And I stand here not saying I do it, but it's something I really want to do more. You know, I think God's word is just so nourishing and so important. And I love just listening. I could just listen to worship songs all day and forget reading, but I know that's wrong. And um, so I'm really going to be more committed to reading God's word. It's just so nourishing. Joyce Meyer writes, The Holy Spirit, according to 1 Peter 1, 22, is the one who purifies our hearts. I wonder why I couldn't see it. So we can allow the sincere love of God to flow through us to others. The Holy Spirit's aim is to get us to the place where the sincere love of God flows through us, which helps us to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And I think that's a lovely place to be. And I think sometimes if you work with people that are non-Christians, a lot like I do, they often sort of say 
or there's something, there's something about it. You're always kind of so happy, or there's just something about it. What is it about you, and why do you go to your church? And it can open up so many conversations about the Holy Spirit and God. And I just think it's such a great thing to do. But it's sometimes hard to do because we're so busy. So just finding time to really spend, um, you know, open up your Bible, read it. Or you can listen to it. You can listen to scriptures you're driving. So that's another thing. And the last one I'm going to talk about today is the mindfulness picture. Now, on my Fitbit, there's the picture of somebody doing this, like that. And I wasn't sure what it meant. I think it means, are you at peace with yourself? So I thought, well, actually, I'm not really at my peace with myself when I'm standing like this. I don't know if anybody else would be. <laughs> I'm, I'm normally more at peace with myself when I'm doing this. <laughs> but um, on my God bit, it's, am I resting in God? Am I trusting God? Am I giving him every anxiety? Am I really trusting that he's got the situation? So how do I rest in God? It's sometimes hard to let go of all those things that are worrying us. So I'm just going to read now Matthew 11. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Well, look, my little paper things have not done too bad. Matthew 28. Sorry, Matthew 11, 28 to 30. And this is the one that's read a lot. Come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace, and I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. And I think that's something we all love, isn't it? A refreshing, refreshing our souls. That part of you. Sometimes when people ask me why I go to church and why I'm a Christian, I say to them, it's the only thing I can, can say really is there's a tiny part of me right inside that nothing else connects with. Nothing else can quite satisfy. Nothing else really touches deeply. And they kind of look at me and go, well, think about it. And one of my customers, he doesn't believe we have souls. And I say, well, I think that little bit I'm talking about is my soul, and my soul connects with God. And that's the only thing that really, really satisfies me deeply within. So I haven't had an answer from that one yet, but I'm sure he's going to have some thoughts about that over Christmas. Heading to it anyway. So that was the last thing I was going to talk about on the good, on the God bit. And as I can come sort of to the end of my ramblings, I'd like to go back to where we started, which is those wonderful words from our lovely ladies. And it's just some suggestions about what we might do at the beginning of the new year. Um, I think Caroline, it was, wrote, look to him every day. So let's look to him every day. Let's find time to look to him every day, even if it's a really hectic day. And yeah, it might be a bit costly. You might have to get up a bit earlier or give up watching your favourite soap. Just go to him. It's a real basic thing. But it's so wonderfully rewarding when you do that. And um, let go, I think Pat wrote, let go of things that no longer matter. And that's a hard one because we all have things that have happened to us. You know, we could go on on another um, journey altogether about unforgiveness. Just letting things go, they don't really matter anymore. What matters is that your life's in God's hand. What matters is that you're going to put him first. What matters is that you're going to trust him. What matters is that he is a God of new beginnings. He can change things. He can renew even the deadest of hearts. So who is it you've been praying for for ages and you've almost given up? Don't give up. Keep praying, because he is a God of new beginnings. Regrets, mistakes. Someone said to me, regrets, regret is such a wasted emotion. 
There's a lot of truth in that, but it's hard to not have regrets. I'm going to try not to keep looking back, but to look forward with God by my side. (laughs) And um, God is the God of new starts, I've said that, and his mercies are new every day. And I'm just going to finish with some probably well-known scriptures, but they're just great to go back to. And I think because of all the things that have been said and uh, today and talked about, I think it's uh, some. I think it would be good. So the first one is actually Old Testament. So even in the Old Testament, God was a God of new things. Lamentations. Now that was written when somebody was really struggling and things were not looking good for God's people. But he does, um, in Lamentations 3, we see that he sees the hope. He sees the hope of God changing things and writes this absolutely wonderful and often quoted scripture. So this is Lamentations 3, 22 to 24. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. I absolutely love this scripture. I think here we can see the beauty of a new day, the beauty of a new beginning, the beauty of a new page, the fact that God, again and again, however many times we've messed up, gone wrong, he just wants to give us a new beginning. We've just got to go back to him. We've got to spend time with him. And he just loves to start a new day with us. And then I'm going to jump to New Testament, Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. What a great scripture, because it's anyone. Not only those who are this, that or the other, it's anyone. Whatever you've done, whatever you're doing, whatever you've been through, whatever you're going to go through. You are a new creation. God can make you new. God can turn around your situations that you're struggling with. It's just a wonderful scripture. I put here, remember that we are being made new. Spend time with God. Choose to believe it and walk in the truth. He can make all things new. And I put again in brackets, who are you praying for? What's that situation that you've been struggling with for ages? Don't give up. Keep praying. God's got it. I really believe his timing is very different to ours. And uh, who knows what's going to happen. I think some things, some people I'm praying for, I might not actually be around to see what happens. But I can trust that God's got it. Because his word says it. And we all know that we can stand on that word because it is truth. And lastly, I think, Psalm 43, verse 3. He puts a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. I love the Psalms. They are absolutely full of encouragements. They're really, you can really hear and feel the heartfelt plea. And um, I just love the way they just really cry out to God. So if you're in a scary place today, find a psalm and sing it out to God. Sing to God. It doesn't even matter if you can't sing in prayer. Sing in tune. Just sing out to God. Cry out to God. Sing a new song of praise. Praise is a weapon against the enemy. That's been a new revelation to me. When our dear friend 
Mary Kempson died, and uh, we went to her funeral. They sang a song about our praise is our weapon. And I thought, praise is our weapon. And I suddenly had this sort of light bulb moment, and um, John kindly let us sing it, I think, the next week. And uh, I think praise is like a weapon. Although praise is a good thing, and you think of it as a soft and lovely thing, it's also a weapon. It's a weapon that shines into dark situations, cuts through. It cuts truth from non-truth. And um, I just think it's a wonderful thing to just praise God. Sometimes if I'm feeling really not in a good mood, and I've like spilt my coffee over the car, and I'm late for my first call, and as usual things are rolling around in the bottom of the car... I sometimes have this recurring dream that I'm going to wake up and I've lost myself and I've found myself rolling around in the base of my car. <laughs> but you know, sometimes I have to make myself put on that worship song. I have to make myself find my playlist and play my first song. And you know what? Every single time, it lifts my spirit. Every single time. It doesn't might not change the circumstances, the fact that I'm late and I'm in a mess and everything's chaotic. But it changes my, it lifts my spirit and I can connect with God. And somehow, once you've done that, it makes it a whole lot easier to face those situations. And um, I just wanted to encourage you all today, at the beginning of a new year, to see if you can spend a little bit more time with God, for those of you who are like me, and know that's what you need to do. And um, just encourage you that how much God loves you, and how much he wants to do for us this year coming as a church, I think, and as individuals, and to really encourage you to keep on praying for things that you've given up on, dreams that you've given up on, people that you've been praying for for ages and think, oh, well, they're never you know, they're going to become a Christian. It's just that God's got it. And um, I'm just going to end by praying if that's okay. Okay. Dear Lord, thank you so much that you will give me rest and refresh my soul with salvation when I'm weary. Thank you that I can take your yoke on myself and learn from you because you are gentle and humble in heart and you will give me rest, renewal and blessed quiet for my soul. Thank you, Lord, that your yoke is easy and that your burden is light. And Father, as we face this new year, I pray for each person here, Lord, you will bless them, meet with them. And Father, we give you all those things in our hearts that we're anxious about. And Lord, I just ask that you would just put your arm around every person that is here, every person that they care about and are praying for. And Lord, we can know that you've got it. Thank you so much for everything you've done in our lives, in our church, in our families. Thank you so much for everything you're going to do. Lord, I pray you'll build us as a people in faith and that we will shine out your glory to all those around that don't yet know you. Thank you so much, Father.